Hello and welcome to another episode of Monster Dear Monster, a multimedia monster podcast. I'm your host for the evening, Cameron, and I'm joined, as always, well, almost always, by my two illustrious co-hosts, Dave and Leonard. Dave, how are you today? Glad to hear it. And Leonard, yourself? I'm doing uh, just fine. I I was going to say I'm I'm doing good, but then I remember that we're going to be talking about the House on Haunted Hill remake, so I I tempered my my, my feelings, (laughs) tamped them down. Well, it's already going to be an interesting evening, much as depicted in the film itself, I'm sure. Uh, That is correct. We are doing... 1999's The House on Haunted Hill. Uh, you know, it's not a... Oh, sorry, there's no there's no the in that title. It's just House on Haunted Hill. Can't even do that for it, apparently. Um, <clears throat> this is a remake, again, of an earlier 1959 film of the same title. Uh, and the essential premise is an eccentric rich person uh, pays a group of people to spend the night in a haunted house. Uh, and of course, it's very haunted and it's not a good choice to stay in the house. Um, <laughs> I do I do want to comment on the, the value difference between the original and the remake. In the original, <laughs> the, uh, the reward is $10,000. Uh, and in the remake, they pump that up to a million dollars. I have not actually checked inflation rates to see if the 40 years into in between is a rough conversion there. Do you know? Uh, it's, it's, I think it works out to like 90,000. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. They it's really, still, it's, a, it's a good chunk of change. Yeah. yeah. Still it's, a good, ch- it's, yeah. <laughs> it's somewhere between 50 and $90,000. Yeah. That's pretty good still. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, so this is, this is our premise. It's a 1999 horror film. It's got a, I, I don't know if I want to call it a star-studded cast. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is there, which is nice. Always nice. Um, you know, what What could possibly go wrong? Uh, it's clearly an excellent film, um, <laughs> Leonard's prior comments notwithstanding. <laughs> um, what, could, what, what could go wrong? Uh, let's see. Um, the script... The characters, the film's continuity. Wait for it, everybody, because we'll get to mm-hmm. it. Because there's a giant continuity error, error <laughs> at the end of the film because they literally cut out a really what sounded like a really interesting sequence that would have made oh, the really? climax. Yeah, that would have made the climax really, really significantly more interesting than it ends up oh, being. Man. Um, that results in a cartoonishly massive continuity error that is just never explained at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, well, I am incredibly glad to hear that. I did not know about any cut content. Um, I should really get into researching more of that in these films, because, yeah. I'm coming to the table having just watched this for the first time and going, man, that was an extremely late 90s, early 2000s horror film. Sure Much like uh, our previous title, so <laughs> it, I mean the 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 one thing that I will say, and you know, I wasn't on the Thirteen Goes um mm-hmm. uh, um episode, but the House on Haunted Hill is very much like proto Thirteen Ghosts, mm. um uh, I, and mainly I'm looking at the 
uh, comic relief characters of 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 um, Chris Catan and it's Matthew Lillard in Thirteen Ghosts, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, where Matthew Lillard kind of fulfills that same role as like uh this is where the levity comes from but he cares as as opposed to chris Catan, who couldn't care less oh my god that is that is actually a one-to-one character i've just realized (laughs) even down to the helpful ghost right at the end part (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah um uh, so, so, so at least I can I can uh, sense some some growth uh, from mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. House on Haunted Hill to Thirteen Ghosts because at least <laughs> when Matthew Lillard is giving exposition, he seems like he cares and like it's important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh boy, I oh, did not expect to think that think of that today. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it is yeah it is extremely late 90s early 2000s again down to painting by numbers with um th- along with 13 ghosts i guess um and i'm gonna say something i did say for the 13 ghosts nice sets decent looking sets on this the one. best best part of the movie in my opinion yeah. is, is yeah. the set design and set direction um, yeah it looks it, and it's it's shot competently. Um, mm. it, like, nice framing. Yeah, yeah nice framing. <laughs> um, uh, and, and you know, like, like there's one sequence that I distinctly remember. I rented the DVD from Blockbuster just so mm. I could watch like that sequence repeatedly. We'll get to it. It's it's the uh, <laughs> it's the giant zoetrope room. <laughs> um, but also in like rewatching it, I'm just like, oh yeah, all of the stuff that I like from this movie is just like MTV music video stuff from the era of like the late late nineties. Yeah, like <laughs> like even right down to the the opening, which is like. Mm. Like, I'm just like, when it starts, I'm like, oh, that's right. I remember distinctly liking this opening credit sequence because it reminded <laughs> me of a Tool video. Mm, yeah, they do have they do have a nicely stylish opening credits, which I kind of, I want to pull, pull it aside here. I kind of miss opening credit sequences. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. We don't I really would... do those anymore. They're good. We should do them. Yeah. <laughs> We should we should do them more often so that the ending credit sequence isn't twenty minutes anymore. Oh God, please! Yeah, <laughs> even if you just I shave just, a couple minutes off. I remember watching. I don't know what it was, but I, I watched a movie recently, and I want to say it's a recent movie. But the title card mm. drop was like twenty minutes into the movie. Like, oh, okay, oh man, <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I I don't know what it was though. Yeah, it um, it happens. <laughs> I mean, it's in it's in everything. I was I've been watching Good Omens, and there's an episode where the title sequence comes in like 20 minutes into the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good stuff. I want mm. someone to get really bold and then drop the title title uh uh, uh like credits or the title mm. sequence and then cut to credits. Like I want it to be <laughs> like an episode of television. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting. 
or or or, or or better yet, the 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 title credits don't appear until the final episode of the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say oh, all, all of the, uh, the the little trimmings and trappings that I think mm. caught your attention back in the day uh, when we get to fear.com that's that entire uh, movie all of it yeah yeah <laughs> uh, hey guess what it was directed by the same director and I said huh that there makes sense <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah we we have a, a very nice very artful eye-catching title sequence uh followed by a small bit of uh in-universe but well, not in-universe well exposition and explanation about what's going on in universe i should say uh where we start in the uh the not so distant past of 1931 um in la in la in la yep um and you know it's the 30s and it's a it's an asylum for the criminally insane and who would have ever thought that uh human beings would be being terribly mistreated in a mental institution in the 30s um well, well to be fair yeah. it, it the, the the head doctor is jeffrey Combs, so given his yes. his history none of this <laughs> is is shocking no yes absolutely <clears throat> um but yeah the the vanicott psychiatric institute for the criminally insane uh is a hospital which at the time is sort of lauded as a as a beacon of medical practices and ethics which is ironic because it's run by uh one richard b vanicott who is uh, for this film, at least, uh, sort of lauded as America's most prolific mass murderer because of yeah. the terrible human experimentation and et cetera that was going on in there. Um, and this particular scene shows uh, the, the moment when that finally all boils over and all of the patients slash inmates escape and uh, sort of very menacingly and very quietly sort of surround all the various areas where staff members are. And then it breaks out into a full incredibly violent riot um a fire started vanicott pulls the old uh if i'm going down everyone's going with me trick seals the building uh and we we sort of cut to reports from news teams at the time that you know only five people escaped the fire alive all members of staff everyone else burned to death in the building also good lord this medical hero of uh, of Los Angeles was, in fact, a terrible mass murderer. Yep. That house, that's probably pretty haunted now. Put putting that out there. Um, we get a fantastic Peter Graves cameo, which made me mm. laugh because I, I used <laughs> to watch I used to watch the show on A and E back when it was still arts and entertainment that he hosted mm. and I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that they did this cute little cameo bit in here. <laughs> um and, you know, uh where uh this is where we're in- introduced to Fomka Jimson because she's uh mm-hmm. she's watching it on TV uh and he <laughs> says, I'm Peter Graves and she rep- responds with no shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> that that uh that tracks. That tracks for that period of time. So I was like, yep. oh the I'm like, I, at first I was like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe I, I, my expectations were too low for this movie because it did manage <laughs> to get a laugh out of me with its mm. first joke. I was oh. wrong. I was wrong. Yeah, it was lulling you into a false sense of security, Leonard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Much like the house, it, it mm. was, it was, it was waiting until I let my guard down before it murdered me. 
before it squeezed you through a crack in the ceiling and deposited you elsewhere. Yes. <laughs> Which is, once again, is one of the things that I actually like about this movie. I'm mm. like, oh, that's actually conceptually really interesting and kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> It's it's there's some there's some good ideas in this film. It's just a lot of bad execution, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, um, that's the, that that was that was my thought watching it. I'm like, oh man, I really wish this movie was better because I think it would be more fondly remembered if it was. Yeah, like cause yeah. there is a lot. There are a lot of really good ideas in it. Mm. Well, you know, just wait another. 18 years and we can have another remake and we'll be good Hopefully. yeah Robert, Robert Pattinson will be playing the Jeffrey Rush oh. character oh man that would actually be pretty interesting <laughs> oh man um yeah uh so yes um Evelyn Stockard Price our um illustrious rich woman sitting in her bejeweled and begolded begilded gilded I just guessed bath uh with her tv uh, her wine, and most importantly, her rotary phone that looks like some antique candlestick. Uh, uh, hey, listen! I <laughs> once again, as soon as this, uh, as soon as I saw this shot, I'm like, ah, oh, man, that's the life. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. I want yeah. that rotary phone and a bowl uh -huh. of grapes. I won't begrudge her. To be fair, it does look quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, she sees she sees this uh this little little bit of TV about this terribly haunted house up on this hill, um and rings her husband, uh who more or less immediately hangs up on her because he's being interviewed. Um, this is Jeffrey Rush, otherwise known as Stephen Goddamn Price. Um, <laughs> he is an amusement park mogul. Which I guess is something I always knew had to exist, but I never gave much thought to before. Um, y y yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's he's playing roller coaster tycoon in real life and uh, doing fine at it, I guess. Um, as as we mentioned, <laughs> some some roller coasters may or may not be real life roller coasters with some decals and some clever shooting to avoid any particular logos on them because. Uh, as much money as they put into the set and design of this film, they definitely did not pay enough money to develop and build a full roller coaster. No. <laughs> no, so they uh, went down, on down to Florida and slapped some decals and some vinyl signs <laughs> on the Universal Hulk ride. And I'm like... Yep. I'm like, wait, this is a terror-themed roller coaster. Why is it purple it's and green? bright green? Yeah, like the incredible, <laughs> like the incredible Hulk. <laughs> yeah, um, I I kind of like his ploy here. He's being interviewed about you know this new amusement park that's opening and about safety concerns that have been had, uh, and he uh shows off what's so different about this roller coaster. It's like, well. Have you ever started right at the top and you take you take a lift to get up to the top of the roller coaster? Uh, and it's a very interesting lift with like an open grate ceiling and floor. And all the way he's uh, talking to this reporter about, you know, safety expectations and stuff. And this is totally safe. Yada, yada, yada. A few shutters here, a few groans there. The new steel's just growing in. Um, and eventually the whole lift comes apart essentially and it comes off its uh anchor line and begins plummeting down all the way to the bottom oh god we're all gonna die and congratulations you've completed 
terror incognito or incognita <laughs> as a play on an exploratory term obviously um <clears throat> and uh yeah it, it's sort of um it is a ride that messes with your expectations i kind of really like the idea that the ride is the elevator they've got lcd screens to simulate it going up and down on the floor and ceiling and stuff um what a great idea for a ride that would never really work very well <laughs> i mean uh, yeah there's I a mean... lot of lawsuits and um <laughs> Mm. Yeah, I, I mean it's it's almost it's almost the Tower of Terror from mm. Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, if it's doing something like that and you aren't aware that it's going to do that, oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, going to have a heart attack and die. Yeah. Well, and also my favorite thing about it is I'm like, okay, this is a roller coaster. See, this is when the part of me, like, I think this was the first uh, break in my suspension of disbelief where I folded mm. my arms and I'm like, I'm going to be a petulant baby about this movie now. So <laughs> my first, <laughs> the first thing I did was this elevator's tiny. You run an amusement yes. park that has thousands and thousands of people on it. You need to take this elevator to get to the loading area of the roller coaster. <laughs> How does this work? You cannot cram an elevator full of people <laughs> and pull this stunt. So I was already like, mm, I'm upset with this entire premise, and I wish the scene wasn't in the movie so there could be some, like, exposition and like yeah. character and world building <laughs> yeah um you know i mean this scene is sort of a little bit of character building specifically for jeffrey rush yeah uh where where he he's that kind of manipulative likes to mess with people's perceptions of what's going on kind of guy uh in particular because they then put the reporter on an actual roller coaster which is once again just universal's incredible hulk roller coaster uh, with some extra decals um and a whole part of the ride is that you know at several points there's issues with the tracks and one of the one of the cars in front of yours goes flying off into the void yeah and at the last second the, the tracks snap back and um we would get a fun bit when an engineer's like we've got a problem so we've got a problem what is it and it's the number six his arm keeps falling off Mm -hmm. They've got fake roller coaster cars with like animated mannequins, mm -hmm. <laughs> which once again <laughs> gave me that big baby energy where I was mm -hmm. like, "That's incredibly <laughs> inefficient. How are you retrieving this?" I saw the moat underneath <laughs> the roller coaster. The tracks uh, would never realign properly, and oh, I was yeah, just like, mm. not. <laughs> "And the only thing that brought me joy during this was having to watch Lisa Loeb." Of, of you say song fame and Spike from Buffy ride a roller coaster. Oh god, it was Spike. Yep. Oh man, that didn't even. <laughs> oh, that's weird. This is oh. A weird. Oh yeah. Secondary this... episode of Buffy now. Um... Yeah, where he goes to Florida with uh, with a singer to pretend to be a cameraman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something going on at this theme park. We can only film um, at night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish that the, I kind of wish that they had filmed this at night. I think the sequence probably would have would have worked better if it, it because the whole thing is that not only is he like an amusement park magnet, his it's he's it's purely horror themed attraction amusement mm. park stuff. 
Yeah, um, yeah, he goes hard in on the scares and not much else. Right. So I'm just like, this should have just been filmed. I mean, yeah, it's Universal, and they probably just filmed on a day that the park was open and just got everybody to sign releases. But I'm just like, yeah. should have just filmed this at night, and would've that would have cool. made sense. But when yeah. you when you reminded me that it the ride was like the uh, was Terra Incognita or yeah. Incognito, I was just like, and don't forget to get your uh, scary snapshots taken by the camera <laughs> obscura at the end. Oh. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. That'd be I I I would actually honestly be very into a a, a real good horror themed theme park. Mm -hmm. Uh, unfortunately i live in the middle of a vast nowhere so it's not coming anywhere near me uh. <laughs> oh. um but yes uh Ev evelyn has called up her husband and said you simply gotta have my birthday party at this terribly haunted former hospital on a hill mm -hmm. where hundreds of people died in a fire 60 years ago please it's all i ever want for my birthday i've got a guest list of two full pages already sitting on your desk <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> also i hate you um, yes absolutely yeah the, the film wastes no time making sure we understand the high level of animosity between these two characters yes it wastes no time and and in case we forget it will always be there to remind us absolutely yeah that, that's something that the um the original film like kind of enjoyed reveling in too was the animosity between um Frederick Lauren and his his wife Annabelle in the original mm -hmm. uh and it it's these are you know the Frederick Lauren was originally Vincent Price which they're of course not even bothering yes. to pretend to nod to <laughs> um in this one yes yes uh, it's it's <laughs> the, the the biggest wink you could do uh and they're just so delightfully like acerbic to one another Mm -hmm. it, it's something that I think that you you get a good feeling in this remake. Like that's some of the best parts pulled forward. Like just that, mm -hmm. yeah. People, yeah, tolerating each other by the barest margin, uh, <laughs> because one or the other is like just incredibly wants money. <laughs> yeah, has yeah. the money. But, exactly. And, and, so and, it's that. Yeah, and what I did like with the original was that the um the the list it's it's five people uh that in the original Frederick had picked out um kind of randomly people that just needed money as an entertainment. So they aren't even yeah. people he knows personally and his wife doesn't no. know them. So it's real weird. And the fun yes. part is, with this, it gets explained. In the original, it does not. It doesn't ever matter mm. who the people were. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. They, could, they couldn't be more different in their walks of life. <laughs> um, aside from, like, one guest in the original. And um, the yeah. um, psychiatrist who reappears in this one, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, surprise. Um, yeah, he, he immediately shreds her two pages of uh, of guests uh types out uh presumably the five most uh money grubbing people he can immediately think of 
yes uh as the actual guest list and then as he goes to do an important meeting about people concerned about very important things uh his computer mysteriously turns itself back on uh and the guest list is erased and five different names are typed in and him being a, a terribly rich and important man obviously never checks this list again and instead has his secretary do it all which is a fine and easy way to pave over <laughs> that <laughs> Oh right! This is a proto uh, internet (laughs) ghost, like haunting Mm. through the electric wires that we yeah like revisit later with things like pulse or fear dot (laughs) com. Yes. Mm. (laughs) Um. Okay. So a few things. Secretary is like is like uh the the interviewer from A Entertainment, and I'm like, haha, because he (laughs) wouldn't let you use their name. Uh, and then I'm like, and when the uh, computer turns on, there's like a big shadow that clearly looks like a person. And I was like, were they Mm. like trying to imply that somebody did like change the list? Uh, But even though (laughs) clearly it's not because there's no hand on the map trackpad, but here's the thing, because there's a really important part of the list. There's a really important name that ends up on that <laughs> list that shouldn't end up on that list because yeah because of what happens and I and then once again I I crossed my arms and puffed out my cheeks and stamped my feet and said mm, I hate it and then I yeah and then I sealed my lips and refused to let the movie put the 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 cream spinach in my mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> um, but yes, the party is happening. Um, four very important-looking black cars roll up. They're hearses. Uh, along a long road. They are, oh, yeah, they are hearses, actually. Yep. That's very thematic. They, they pulled that from the original, too. Everyone arrived in, in uh, hearses. Um, oh, okay. Be, because I arrived as you plan that. to leave, I guess. Yeah, um, Frederick Lauren, like, thought it was a nice touch. So the original movie is narrated, uh, by, um, it is, oh, uh, Pritchard, who's in this one, too, um, Mm -hmm. uh, he's the owner of the house in the original, and, yeah. He gives all like the exposition, but over as a voiceover, mm-hmm. like as, right, as the movie's yeah. beginning. And it's not even a voiceover; it's like his floating head. It's actually really great. <laughs> oh, that's it's fun. His, his disembodied floating head telling us terrible things, um, or, or have <laughs> happened and are going to happen again at this at this haunted mm. uh, this house on the haunted hill. Yeah, I'll need a, I'll need to that. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, four hearses pull up with four uh, supposedly important people. Uh, there's also a, a crappy, beaten up little red car, <laughs> where uh, this is where we get introduced to the other five main characters, uh, apart from Price and his wife. Uh, so we have uh, film producer Jennifer Jensen, baseball player Eddie Baker, former TV personality Melissa Marr, Donald Blackburn, the physician slash psychiatrist uh and watson pritchett who is the current owner of the house on haunted hill um they've all been invited you know survive the night in the house on haunted hill and win a million dollars 
uh, and they're all people in situations where they wouldn't want to turn down a million dollars. Um, although, fun fun enough, uh, Pritchett himself is just being paid for the use of the building, technically, and is not initially part of the competition. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, also, it's, yeah. it's kind of that way with the original. Um, yeah. The, the one weird thing that is one of the... Um, uh, one of the oh, I think she's the new. It's the newspaper columnist in the original. Uh, mm. They they spend time, um, like voicing over. I think I don't think it's even uh, anyone okay. talking in the the film. I think it's just the narrator giving mm. a background on the the individual contestants or the, you know the people staying okay. the night. And it talks yeah. about the columnist and it's like she's um she's in in debt for this and that and needs money but she's a um notorious gambler or or, or she like she's willing to bet anything and it's like that mm. it, it's a character trait that just doesn't they just tell you but it doesn't show you it's like why did you mention that then? yeah right it's, it's real right. weird you're thinking that oh she's gonna do something and you know you know were you willing to risk stuff? And it's like, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> well, well, that is significantly more character development than any of the characters in the remake. Yet. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets Pretty full. Much. Like the one, the one of the main guys is a test pilot. You know, you're like, okay, uh, yeah. he's he's brave and also a terrible chauvinist, but. <laughs> <laughs> right they don't say yeah. that that's just what happens <laughs> it was the yeah. style at the time <laughs> exactly as was the style of the time um and as these characters lined up my brain was just mentally ticking off the archetypes as listed in the cabin in the woods and going cool cool there, there we go it looks about right um <laughs> we've got our five five quote-unquote main characters uh as is necessary for any good horror movie of the era uh, and they all proceed into the house on Haunted Hill. They have to go on foot because the road is totally unmaintained beyond the initial gate. Um, and uh, it is it's an, it is a striking building. It is like this. It's built into a cliffside and it's sort it, of brutalist on the outside or in terms of just like sheer concrete it, pillar. It's, it's like a weird mix between like um, brutalist and like Art Nouveau, Nouveau mm, uh, yeah. architecture. That's, that's what they. This did. is a. It's a Frank Lloyd Wright building in the original, and it's mm. it's hideous. Oh like, yeah, like it's a really <laughs> ugly brutalist cubed thing. Nice. And then the best part is you get to the interior design and go like, this is not. The same house, the same building. Uh, well, it's it's not that, it's not only that, but it's like this isn't like the decor on the inside is that sort of Resident Evilish Victorian <laughs> mansion. <laughs> like okay, but then you're going except for one little space that they obviously like added some little concrete brick things to make it look like the outside. Like doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Yeah, um, much like 13 Ghosts was, what if 2017's praise uh, glasswork was turned into a tire house? This to me is like, what if everything in in like the stone and concrete work 
was turned into a single building, at least exterior-wise. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yes, yeah, it is like you said that sort of Art Nouveau with a little bit of brutalism for just the overall structure. <laughs> like, and and it's also super weird because it looks like a lighthouse, and it's mm. right on the and it's right on the coast. And you yeah, know, there was a part of me that was expecting to be like this is like the Doctor Vendicott like purchased the property and converted mm. it into from from a lighthouse into, but no, it was built by. Pritchett's grandfather, so I'm just like, so he built it deliberately to look like a lighthouse? I'm I'm confused. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I suppose so. Also, there's like the weird, super, the thing that like every single time I look look at it, I'm like, man, that building looks cool. Is, is, but like they talk about the basement, and I'm like, the basement's Mm. like two floors down. Is the rest of that (laughs) building just concrete? Is the, the part. Oh, yeah. Just nothing but concrete. Yeah, no, th- this building is like 90% underground. It has that opening hall, and it has one floor above that, and then I don't know what they do with the rest of the height of it. <laughs> like, I just, I like, I'm, I'm just like, just look at, the, like, just take, I really wish, like, the building went deeper, like, actively went mm. deeper in it because also that would fit thematically with like Mm. what we find out about the house um yeah like at the end and i'm just like oh man i just really wish that you like took the the exterior into more account you know what maybe Mm. maybe that's just a subtle reference to the original much like the original interiors don't fit Maybe this one, <laughs> maybe that was a choice. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna delude myself into thinking that it was a deliberate choice and not an oversight. Yeah. It should make you feel better. <laughs> Believe it. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, yeah. So they they all arrive. Um, this this sort of grand hall in the entrance is interesting, <clears throat> primarily because the ceiling is entirely like a picasso stained glass scream image mm-hmm. it's, it's it's like the scream if picasso did it and it was done in stained glass and was apparently made in the 15th century <laughs> yeah, uh, yes according to pritchett who owns the building so i guess he'd know um I I don't know if they were making stained glass like that in the 15th century. My uh my 15th century stained glass experience is entirely Anglican and Catholic kind of style stuff. So Wait, are you trying to tell me that you you don't believe that that a stained glass window that looked like it fell out of the crow into the setting? <laughs> I just uh, think it's a hmm, I don't know I don't know I doubt I doubt the veracity in universe of this of this origin. I do love <laughs> that they that I, I I forget who calls it out, but one of the guests is like, oh mm. yeah, that's a nice touch because he because Price is like a horror guy mm. and Prince it's like no no that that Vendicott put that up there because he thought it uh, it was it was. He didn't think it was a red flag for anyone walking no. into this institution no, to see that demons leaving the mind. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen, it was the '30s. You could put up as many red flags as you liked, and they still wouldn't arrest you. <laughs> this is this is this is this is uh, not entirely <laughs> untrue. <laughs> oh man. Um, but yes, they've all arrived. Um, 
Oh god, Evelyn Stockard Price also arrives, um, very promptly dressed to kill at a party, uh, and uh, opens this up with, uh, well, who the fuck are all of you? Because, yep. of course, these aren't her two full pages of wonderful guests for her wonderful party. These are five people she's never seen before in her life. Um, and, of course, uh, god, I nearly called him Vincent. Stephen. <laughs> Well, his Steven last name himself. is Price. Yeah, I know. That's why my brain's my brain's leaking in that direction. Um, <laughs> Stephen shows up soon after and explains he also doesn't know who these people are or why they're here, but they've all got the invites, so something's going on. Uh, being these the sort of classic spooky and mysterious host, um, he explains the premise, uh, whereupon Pritchett essentially is stressed out of his mind, which I guess if you had to grow up in this house and knew for sure that it was for 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 a hundred percent definitely really haunted, you would not want to be standing around in it for too long. Um demands his money and um prices being a bit of a nonce about the whole thing and being very again, sort of very showy, investing in showmanship and messing around and all that kind of thing. Um long enough for someone to flip the master switch somewhere in the building. Uh, and just deploy the cast iron shutters over every window and door yep. that leads to the outside, uh, which we did see. This was foreshadowed. Um, this was the anti-escape feature of the asylum and is now the anti-escape feature of the haunted house. You can't leave. You're staying uh, until morning. It's also worth mis- mentioning that uh, Evelyn almost just died because that stained mm. glass window exploded and yes. sent shards everywhere, including a a a ghost uh, a, a a Patrick Swayze in ghost esque <laughs> giant <laughs> shard that almost uh, went through her, her skull. She gets a cut mm. on her face, and yeah. I'm just like. And, you know, Pritchard doesn't care about the building, but he owns it. So the fact that he's, like, has absolutely zero reaction to, like, this piece of priceless art being Mm. destroyed. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you could say, like, hmm. Yeah, the the original has, like, a a very expensive-looking chandelier almost crush. Ah. The... the, the, main lady character Nora. Hmm. Yes, fair enough. Oh man. Um yeah, no. I mean like with 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 Pritchett like maybe he's just been unable to sell this house because of its terrible history and is just banking on taking the money from Price and leaving. Yeah. I'm just saying it's someone else's problem is that's why he doesn't mind too much about the destruction of the house as opposed to being trapped in the house. Yes. <laughs> but uh yeah. Yeah, well once again this place is like omega level haunted and he knows it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think he's probably resigned himself at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um and once again like we've got to I I I have to focus on like casting cuz uh, mm. Pritchard is played by Chris Kattan, um, comedian. I did big air quotes 
around that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and he uh, clearly doesn't care about anything going on in this movie, uh, let alone his performance <laughs> in it, uh, which is a problem because he is the one that disseminates all the information about the hauntings. Yes. But he does yeah. it in a way where, A, it's clear that he's not ta- really taking it seriously, and uh, the characters certainly don't take it seriously. Mm. But he 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 gives he's like giving them, and I'm just like, man, I wish like they had hired a not comedian uh, for <laughs> for this for this role, just so like because he's like when they get there, he's like panicky and fidgety and like I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, and I really just wish that they had hired an actor that kind of like built that up that was like kind of irritated because like it seemed like they were late or something and then like the longer that he's in the house the more irritated that he gets until Mm. he's like give me my money i need to go and then the shutters slam and then he's like okay and now we're all dead because this place is like super haunted and it is going to kill us yeah Uh, yeah and and so like that that this performance is is an incredible disservice to this movie because <laughs> the person who is giving all the youthful information is like doesn't even really feel like yeah. they care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I getcha. Yeah, that's uh that's how it goes, unfortunately, I guess. Can't have everything. Yeah, well at least in the original, um the the character gives like the same, same Watson Pritchard, but um, the the actor usually plays villains, and so it's was kind of weird to see him. He's just sort of a lush at this point because he doesn't, mm. he doesn't want to be there. He's yeah. drunk. It, the house killed his um, sister and her husband, and I think other tenants. Uh, so everyone mm. and he knows personally people that had had died in the house. Um, yeah, and he's just constantly like drinking out of a hip flask, and mm. uh, <laughs> his there's a there's like a disdain for like everything there and not he doesn't want to be there and that it comes mm. off better it, instead of coming off as like he doesn't care about the role. It's more like. He just does not want to be there <laughs> at at all, right? Yeah. And yeah. he can't leave, so he's just mm. gonna tie one on and hang out and not move <laughs> from like the central room. He's like, if I don't go, you know, the odds of something happening to me are much decreased if I just sit in this chair and drink. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which fair enough, honestly, I don't blame him. Yeah, in situation, and I he, probably also wouldn't do that. And he just keeps telling everyone, like, hey, don't go... Do-. It turns into, like, hey, don't go do that. But he doesn't think anyone's going to mm. listen to him, because no one ever does. Yeah. So it's more just, like, <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. Maybe don't. Yeah, it's going to do it anyway. Okay. Yeah. Here, have a drink. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So... Uh, with them all locked inside the house, it has clearly begun. Um, <laughs> Price uh, ducks off for a moment to go talk to a guy in a hidden room filled with security cameras because, yes, he is organizing 
a, a night of fright and terror for the birthday party. Obviously, it's kind of his whole deal. Uh, and um, congratulates him on the shutting the whole house down move, to which the guy replies, cool, wasn't me, just happened. Something must have slipped loose. Bunch of levers and pulleys out there, who knows? Um, which is never a good sign. <laughs> also also and, completely unconcerned. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was paid a large amount of money to sit in that chair until 6 a.m., and he's going to do it. <laughs> yep. Anything else is not his problem. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, so Price, uh, Jennifer, Eddie, and Pritchett all go to search the basement for the control to flip to unlock the house, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a, bit of a horror labyrinth down there. With all kinds of interesting things going on. Such as um the 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 room designed to drive mad men sane, which is a fun concept. <laughs> yeah, I love I love this prop. I love the this big dub. It really it feels like it it like somebody had like a prop prop from one of the Tim Burton Batman's lying around mm. and was just like, hey, you want to put this in the movie? You think you can re <laughs> think you, you reuse this for something? Like, mm. it's just a big, dumb chamber with pipes and wires that, like, shoots out steam, and it's a yeah. giant zoetrope. It's like, it's supposed <laughs> to drive, you know, if, you know, he, Vandekott figured that if, if that it could drive a same man uh, crazy, then it could cure a crazy person. I'm like, mm. Mm. I'm like, mm. oh, right, I, you know, I'm like, once again, <laughs> I have to remember this is the 30s. Yeah. Fine. I fine. Sure. I'll ex- I'll accept it. Yeah. It, it's it's just the big overstimulation chamber full of flashing lights and incredibly loud noises and changes in air temperature. Yes. Which is always fun. Oh, I uh, also love that it's got a, a a a big old um silent hill light with a fan in front yes. of it right outside of the door too. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The, these um these catacombs are fun. I I like the the sequences of sort of moving around in them because they feel super disorienting, mm-hmm. and they have they're they're extensive enough to the point where they feel like they might be real. Like they're not too crazy, mm-hmm. but they're just just long enough that you think back to like that cliffside and go, did this really all fit just right under that? big concrete block maybe right. possibly i'm not sure um it goes, and because it goes it's, further again, it's, into the mountain the other way <laughs> right. yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah and the, there's lots of camera work and there's never a particularly long corridor it's always like a short distance and then it turns off to a side and everything so it feels cramped and confined and you lose your you, the viewer, lose your sense of direction almost immediately, which helps put you in the shoes of the characters who similarly have no idea where they are except for Pritchett, who grew up in this building. Right. <laughs> um, which which and, sounds terrible. Like, Oh, yeah, I'd hate that so much. <laughs> and, you know, once again, this, is, this, is, this feels like another missed opportunity for the movie um, because the Pritchett's really, uh, really... In, impl- implicit in saying explicit in saying that the, mm. the house is alive 
and that's yes. that underneath the, the the main lobby area in the ward is is a labyrinth and it i really wish they had utilized like the it and the space shifts and moves and mm. you know you're walking down a corridor or something like and like and then suddenly there's a wall i i i I wish more of that impossible space had been like yeah. utilized for effect because the, once again the production design of the area is really really great and like making it like weird and claustrophobic and like uh, blocking people off from one another in it would have heightened the scare factor I think yeah the we, we got. We got a real good example of that when we watched um, Demons had that great, like, the weird space behind the walls in the theater. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like something like when it's bigger on the inside, but then it it shows you that in a way that's confusing to the characters and stuff's like space is kind of being manipulated Mm. is the idea. Mm -hmm. I I don't think is... terribly hard to pull off because you have to you're doing that anyway with these set spaces it's all open right yeah sets and built stuff it's like if you're using sound stages like use it like yeah yeah it's still a much better basement than the original which was just a wine cellar um with a vat of acid that oh boy they didn't remove yeah. Like they just or, or inert it or something. They just like, oh, we couldn't clean that up. We're just gonna leave this vat of acid that's you know anybody could just fall into. Oh, a vat of acid that we know somebody used to commit a murder. We're just gonna leave God. that in there. Yeah, like that should have been drained as part of some kind of investigation. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. It's it's still uh, there, waiting to bubble bu- anything bubble it? as. <laughs> And it and it and it's the the very peculiar specific acid that only destroys flesh and hair but leaves the bones perfectly intact. Mm. Yep. We now call that movie we call that movie acid. Yes. No, Leonard, we call that dip. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Acetone, turpentine, and benzene. He calls it the dip. <laughs> oh god, now I'm thinking of tune bones. No, let's move on from that thought. It's all rubbery and 2D. <laughs> too long. <laughs> Ugh, yeah. Um, so yeah, they are they are exploring this basement, looking for um, well, yeah, anything to unlock the house. Uh, there was um, as you go down into the basement, there's this great little sort of almost display gallery of um, partially dissected, plasticized bodies. Yep. Um, with some really interesting themes going on, like the rider, I believe, yep. is one of them just riding a skinned horse or something. Which, which is which is a real, uh, real thing in a real body mm. works. I've, I've yeah. seen it. I've seen, seen it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, there was a part of me that was like, did they actually like rent body works? Like, they might have props for this film. Doesn't this technically make your movie actually haunted? You don't use real. Oh, almost definitely. <laughs> real, you don't use real corpses. We learned Just, that from Culture Guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't uh, put them the in most the haunted pool. building. <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't do that. See, at least for Poltergeist, it was to save money. I don't know. 
<laughs> could have added a little more dust on the cabinets and used mannequins, and it probably would have been cheaper. <laughs> no, they used to fall their mannequins on the roller coaster. Oh, that is yeah, true. The, oh man, I forgot <laughs> to mention my favorite thing about that roller coaster bit is when they're loading mm. the the that that um that new mm. number six on, and I'm looking at it and I'm just like, that just looks like the Dennis blow up doll that Matt got from <laughs> that season of It's Always Sunny. I'm like, oh god, that's all I see now <laughs> when I see that, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Okay, I amused okay. myself movie. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Um there there's also on display uh, a large number of electroshock ther- electroshock therapy beds and apparently Vanica for efficiency <coughs> likes to do his electroshock therapies in batches of 18 patients at once. Yep. Uh to save on power, I guess, which I'm pretty sure that's not exactly how electricity works, but sure. Yep, City of LA didn't care about that electric bill. Apparently, <laughs> is your hospital rated for a for a full draw like this, Mister Vanica? Oh yeah, yeah, we use it for um radiological equipment. <laughs> yeah, we've got that X ray going twenty four seven. You know, actually, probably did somewhere in this house. <laughs> Just the X room, clearly. <laughs> um. <laughs> How 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 long can a man stare at his own bones before he goes crazy? There's a good there's a good yeah okay goodbye train of thought back to movie <laughs> um <laughs> Price and uh, Pritchett get split up from uh, Jennifer and Eddie uh, who you know they don't know where they're going down here they're extremely lost um they get to talking a bit they get to know each other a bit as um as Jennifer does some ad hoc rewiring in this decades old basement which both feels unsafe and much less likely to succeed than the film makes it look yeah oh yeah <laughs> just, just reach in and stick a couple wires back together and it'll probably be okay <laughs> she literally hot wires in insane asylum and i'm just like mm. all right sure movie whatever good do enough what you do what you need to in order to justify <laughs> this it would have made more sense if there was just a built-in generator on the lo- mm. in, on the premises, but oh man, sure, sure. okay, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she does a bit of hot wiring, um, and then she and Eddie get to talking, and she's not actually Jennifer Jen's shock horror. Uh, she's Jennifer Jen's recently fired assistant, who on her last day, I guess, got the invitation in the mail and decided. You know, screw my boss. I could use a million dollars. I'm about to be fired. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guess what? That whole sequence uh, of of mm. uh, is is a filmed a uh, film sequence that was cut out of the movie. Um, oh man. Yep. Uh, where she is fired and receives the invitation, which was like attached to a jack in the box that cuts somebody's <laughs> finger. Not off, but just cuts their, yeah, Um, yeah, and then, like, steals the invitation out of the trash, which is why when she introduces herself, it's the least confident introduction I've ever seen. That's incredibly funny. Yep. That sounds like a good scene. I want to see, I want to see Stephen Price's 
strange Jack in a Box invitation deliverer. Right. And so, yeah, I'm just like, wait, like, because by by having her then reveal that she isn't who she says she it, it doesn't affect mm. anything. Well, other no. than other than, oh, this is why uh, what happens at the end of the movie mm. happens. happens. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's a little all over the place. Um, but yeah, she realizes Eddie's not following her, and then, uh, she panics, runs around for a little bit. Uh, then Eddie is just doing Blair Witch style stuff. Yep. You know, completely ignoring her at the end of long corridors, turning corners, and then disappearing. All the usual. Uh, and then he throws himself into a mysteriously placed vat of blood in the blood distillery. I guess. Um, she goes to rescue him. And is nearly pulled in herself when Eddie asks why she's screaming. Yep. <laughs> and the real Eddie, because, you know, ghosts, uh, comes around the corner and rescues her from the blood vat. <laughs> and at this point, everyone is a little, is understandably a little miffed. Um... <laughs> so I do actually want to <laughs> highlight some really good acting, which is when she, mm. like, frees her arms and kind of slams into the wall and is, like, bawling. And I'm like, okay, mm. that's an appropriate reaction to what literally what just happened to you. I am oh, yeah. totally on board <laughs> with, with your reaction. Because I'm just so used to a lot of characters in horror movies that like mm. have a situation like that and then are like kind of just immediately fine but yeah. she's like what what what's that and i'm like yeah that <laughs> fair fair um but yeah. i do love when she's looking for eddie one of my favorite lines is you know i thought you were a nice guy and i'm just like what <laughs> What? You yeah. like had five minutes of interaction with each other. Like Yeah. During which he groped you. Yeah. I thought you were a <laughs> nice guy. Oh nineteen nineties. Yeah. Uh man. Um yeah, during all this, uh Melissa Ma, the uh the news journalist, um S slash Sonya TV Blade. show host. Sonya yep. Blade's better off. Yep, yep. Uh, looking looking to get a scoop as well as a million dollars. has also gone off down to the basement. So while everyone is upstairs having a little powwow uh, about how we shouldn't have tricks where we drown people in vats of blood, Mister Price, that seems un that does that seems unfair to everyone involved. Um, <laughs> she is taken by some unseen force. Um, I. Man. really like this sequence because she's mm. got she's got one of those oh man i'm just like oh man late 90s technology because she mm. has like one of those uh like hand camcorders with the swivel mm. uh with the swivel lens that's built in and that re literally records on a full-size vhs cassette <laughs> I, i'm exaggerating yeah. but it's almost a full-size VHS set. <laughs> um, and she's walking down hallways, she's filming the plasticine models, uh, and then she gets to an operating room and holds up the camera, and there's Vandekott and the nurses performing surgery on, on a patient. And then mm. she drops it and looks in, and there's nothing there. And I'm like, yeah, that's more of this. That's more of the stuff that I want. But yeah, the best part some is good ghost stuff. Yep, and the <laughs> best part is 
they stop what they're doing and then just all look up and look mm. at her and i'm oh. just like i'm just like oh yeah this was like the stuff that i remember liking the stuff that's mm. scary and good the good bits <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a it's a genuinely a really good scene. It feels almost like, obviously not the direct inspiration for something like Outlast, but it's like, it's a little Outlast scene mm-hmm. where you know she's like walking around with the camera, looking at this old asylum that's clearly falling apart, and then a bunch of patient slash surgical staff looking people, uh, looking at you creepily through the camera. I really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, then she's yeah taken by the unseen force, which is clearly just ghosts slash the house itself. Um, mm-hmm. While well, upstairs, <laughs> well, there's a Jacob's ladder goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yes, Mister <laughs> Mister No Eyes, Not Much Face, Big Scream. Yep. Uh, shaky head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh which i yeah. distinctly remember actually really so i uh so when i was younger when i was a big stupid baby kid mm. um mm. the herky jerk uh jacob's ladder effect honestly really terrified me because i, mm. I couldn't process it um yeah what i was right. seeing uh but now you know having played and watched so many things that use its effect use it like when it happened, I was just like, "Yeah, I know how you did that. Now this is not scary <laughs> anymore." And I Your was secrets a, are known. I'm like, and I was a big stupid kid for being frightened. <laughs> this was this wasn't this watching this movie again was an exercise in like killing the past. I might as well have just been <laughs> slapping my younger self around, saying, "This isn't scary. Stop being a baby." <laughs> Uh, fair enough. Um, yeah. So upstairs they have a they have a full on big old argument about you know don't drown people in blood. Um, <laughs> Evelyn asks Stephen where his stash is, uh, which you know apparently there's always a twist at these parties, uh, and he directs them to a giant coffin filled with several smaller coffins, each containing a nine millimeter pistol. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, with their with their magazines welded shut, so you can't check the rounds and you can't reload them. Um, <laughs> which once again, the movie reminds us that Evelyn and Stephen don't get on, um, and she immediately just points a gun at him. She's like, "You know, I'd never give you a loaded gun," and she's like, mm-hmm, and then just shoots past him, and there's real bullets in these guns. Oh yep. boy. Yeah. That's not going to come back to haunt us. No, a nice, a nice <laughs> nod to the original where they're all given forty fives, actually, which is even worse. Mm. Uh, yeah. And yeah. they, um, in that one, um, Lauren shoots a, a vase which explodes, so they know that the, mm. the weapons are in fact loaded and to defend yourself against ghosts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At least sure. in in that one, they. Um, uh, Pritchard calls it out, and he's just like, "The ghost—that's not going to do anything against ghosts, but you're probably going <laughs> to shoot somebody." Like these are mm. these are great to give to everyone, and then you're all like plying. Everyone gets plied with a bunch of booze immediately. Yeah, like, this is just a yeah. good good combination. Yeah. Let's have let's all have drinks now, and then here's these guns. 
alcohol, firearms, and terrifying situations go hand in hand in hand. Oh, yeah. And everyone oh. keeps getting split <laughs> up and they're armed. So, yeah, good times. Mm. Yeah, uh, lots of short corridors, no sight lines. Very great. <laughs> uh, so, one of the things that I do really like is that I uh, it's Evelyn. Uh, yeah, mm. Evelyn uh, calls... Uh, uh, price out on it. He's like, she's like, oh, cute. It's guns this time because it's clearly a <laughs> bit that he's done before mm. for another party. Yeah. Um, uh, so, like, because she's so unamused by everything that he does. Um, mm. And also, there is one line that that uh, another uh, line that uh, Price gets that uh, is really fantastic when he and Evelyn are talking. It's earlier uh, because Evelyn retires mm. to like her private bedroom in the in the haunted <laughs> house, uh, and uh, you know they're doing that acerbic like "we hate you" thing, mm. uh, and he's like mentioning like the knife that didn't fully retract, fully and retract. The <laughs> Jim Jones Kool Aid that was just that. And she like <laughs> bites him at one point when he's choking yeah. her, and he 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 says, "That's the country girl that I married." Now let's go out there and show him who you really are, corny as Kansas on the Fourth of July. And I'm like, "That's a <laughs> that's a good insult. That's a yeah. That's a that's a banger <laughs> insult right there." <laughs> I was like, all right, movie, you also made me laugh at another joke, so that's a point in your favor. Wow, two whole points from Leonard. <laughs> nice. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um when uh when Melissa screams reach everyone, they all sort of rush downstairs to check out what's going on, except for Pritchett, who is like, No, cool, she's dead. I'm gonna <laughs> sit here and drink scotch. Yep. <laughs> Which not a bad choice. Uh, honestly, um, they find just this massive trail of blood that mysteriously stops at a surgical table, and then um, she didn't disappear into thin air, uh, because they then notice that the trail of blood continues on the ceiling, yep. and ends just at this crack between the ceiling and the wall that's, like, you know, an eighth of an inch wide. Yep. <laughs> so she's very clearly just being, like, spaghettified into the interior of the house somewhere. At least yeah. that's what it, we suspect. Yeah, it's real great. It's a really good, it's really good, it's a really good evocative, like, man, that was a bad way to go. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. You you see nothing of the actual violent act itself, and you your brain just goes over time and goes, oh, that's not good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really... Yeah, like this, this movie does not skimp on brutality where it feels it warranted, but it can also... You know, it can be subtle like this, which, mm, subtle-ish, um, does kind of ruin this one a little bit later, in my opinion. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Price uh, just sort of slips away again to check on uh, what's going on with his security guy at the cameras. You know, uh, <laughs> why didn't you see what happened, etc., etc. He's not responding, turns the chair, and his face is being cored like an apple. Oh man, um, like man. like like a cantaloupe. It's one of my favorite. Mm. It's one of my favorite. You got melon more... scooped. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like somebody took a big ice cream scooper. Um, <laughs> uh, because it's because uh, the only thing that's left of his face really is his bottom jaw. 
Yeah, uh, that makes it worse than if that wasn't there. <laughs> yep. Somehow. Uh, <laughs> um, and it's like one of my favorite like dummy bodies like mm. ever because I'm just like, man, that's a bad way. That that's a bad way to go. <laughs> yeah. No matter what. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like super simple, but it's really well done mm-hmm. and just you know, again shot and framed in such a way that because they they don't like linger on him not moving in the chair beforehand, so you, your brain doesn't even have time to register that this might be the case. Really, it's like right. a couple of seconds before Price, being very impatient, spins the chair around. Mm-hmm. Like they 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 let you actually jump with it, which is very good. Right. <laughs> um, uh-huh. and then. Then we see suspicious man on camera. Uh, it's Vanakut again, um, just waltzing into the uh, into the main hall with a bone saw. I <laughs> looking I, up at the camera, all spooky. I love. <laughs> I, I he doesn't say anything, but I really love this Jeffrey Combs performance, mm. like specifically in the scene because he's doing the Jacob's ladder jerk just a little bit. <laughs> and then yeah. he just like looks into the camera and he's just got like the smuggest like e- i'm evil <laughs> like, oh yeah like flat <laughs> mouth and it's like my favorite thing like he does it he, he like no he has a couple lines but like i just love he's just like i'm j- i'm gonna kill your wife and you can't <laughs> stop me mm-hmm yeah, 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 because um, <coughs> just retreated upstairs with the threat of shooting anyone who tries to open the bedroom door. Uh, <laughs> and then we get, so like... They're a, all separated. We get a bizarre mm. montage sequence set to... Oh, like... my God. Yeah, yeah, this is, again, extremely 90s. Big montage of everyone running around the building. Of, like, set a to... bass oh. drum, like, I don't know what... But I also distinctly remember, like, I actually, like, when this piece of music, because I don't know if it's, like, a licensed song or if it was, Mm. like, was actually composed for the score, but I distinctly remember, like, being like, oh, what, what, what is this music now? And, like, kind of digging it, and then, Mm. like, later realizing, like, yeah, they just, like, wrote a piece of music for like a weird montage sequence where people are just <laughs> doing stuff. Yeah. Just wandering around looking at things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, yeah, Price is chasing this guy around uh the building to no avail. Uh everyone else is either drinking and staying out of harm's way or trying to find Melissa's body cuz she could be anywhere. Yep. Who knows? Um, and, uh, they find, uh, not Melissa, but Evelyn strapped into one of the tables in one of the electroshock therapy rooms. Yep. Uh, all, all wired up and sizzling away. And, and already going. Yep, yep. Uh, it's, it's bad. It's real bad. Uh, this is like a really frantic scene of just five people scouring a room looking, looking for an off switch that actually works. In this, like, ancient building. There was a part of me that was like, man, this feels like a proto-escape room puzzle. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Oh, man. Um, but, yeah, they, they, they managed to get the power off, and they, they pull the um the head, the head sort of cap 
that obviously sends the shock, which also, hey, nod to realism. It has the has the thing you're meant to bite down on to prevent you from swallowing your tongue. Yep. Um, as part of it, the mouth guard, uh, and she vomits up a ton of blood and then just stops moving. Uh, Blackburn, the only person with medical training, yep. pronounces her dead, and there is not a lot of argument against that. <laughs> from anyone there it's like you know can't you do can't you at least do cpr it's like no it's too late and no one questions this um it's never too late to do cpr is the lesson i learned at my cpr course <laughs> so you know i should probably go get that certification again actually listen um, <laughs> the the two cat- caterpillars that pose as as his eyebrows uh are are incredibly sensitive to the ebb and flow of life and death so Blackburn mm. knew that there was yeah. no saving her. They had they had seen her soul leave her body and mm. told him through oh, yes. telekinesis. I yes. love Peter Gallier <laughs> and I love his giant woolly caterpillar eyebrows. He's very uh, expressive. It, he's, <laughs> and I also like it's so weird because like Peter Gallagher looks. I'm not trying to be mean, but Peter Gallagher looks like an old man now, and I'm just like, oh man, he looks so young. And then I'm like, oh yeah, this was like 20 years ago, and then I shriveled up into a corn cob, and I turned into (laughs) I turned into baby Pumpkinhead from the beginning and end of Pumpkinhead when I realized that. (laughs) Oh man, Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, Stephen Price does not take the, the death of his wife well, um, despite them having a very fractious relationship, he clearly did care about her to some degree, um, and so he then immediately demands to know which one of the people here murdered her, because it wasn't him, (laughs) so it has to be one of the other people in this room, it's, it couldn't have possibly been a ghost. Um, uh, he gets very heated, he draws a gun, and, uh, Eddie knocks him out after, you know, being deafened entirely because the gun goes off next to his head, like, eight times. (laughs) I, I really, I really do like the number of, like, misfires, like, Mm. uh, like, because it's always, because in scenes like this, it's always, like, and the scuffle and the gun goes off like two times, but no, it's nope. just like, nope, this is, the, yeah, someone's finger is on the trigger trigger, and they're yeah. struggling over it. Yeah, surprise, yeah. they're discharging literally every bullet in that magazine. Mm. It, feel, it feels more real. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's a sensitive instrument. Um, yeah, so they, they knock, uh, they knock Price out, and in lieu of locking him in a room, because presumably none of the doors here are particularly sturdy, uh, they lock him in the saturation chamber, <coughs> designed to drive sane men mad and mad men sane, um, because it's the only place with a solid door that can't be opened from the inside, I guess, <laughs> which, fair, <laughs> um, uh, Blackburn volunteers to stay back and keep an eye on him. Uh, while the others go look around and once again try to figure out what the heck is going on, um, and as soon as they're gone, Blackburn starts mocking Price through the glass, and then just turns the chamber on a little bit, and then turns it all the way on and leaves. Yep. 
Um, and uh, yeah, Price is having a great time in there. It's it's one of those like um one of those false animation things is like the circular room with the slots cut into it so that it looks like a a picture is animating as the room swirls around and then there's extra lights and sounds and presumably smells and every every possible sense being triggered at once um i'm a big fan of in case of psychotic incident wear glasses <laughs> just hanging from the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> like like there's once again i mentioned earlier that i kind of like love this chamber prop and i love that mm. and it, it, there's something about like like the prop itself what it does and then like mm. the 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 sign with the the goggles and i'm just like mm. I'm just like, do I just dig this thing because it, once again, because it feels like it fell, like, directly out of the Tim Burton movie? Because, like, Probably. I could I could absolutely <laughs> see, like, this entire sequence, other than, like, the big horror parts of it, like, being mm. in a Tim Burton film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and uh, like putting the goggles on, it does nothing. Um, it made it, just it worse. <laughs> sort of to made it made it much much worse, which was probably the original intent of the man who built this chamber. Um, it it goes from like a stop motion into like a really painterly CGI animation, essentially of yeah. the of the man dribbling the ball. I, um, I love it because it's, yeah. it's Vindicott, um, and mm. so he gets he gets he gets a little Van Gogh photoshop effect yeah. over him um, and he's, he's all oil painted he, and he's just bouncing a ball and laughing and the idea of someone filming jeffrey combs in that outfit bouncing a red rubber ball and laughing mm. it tickles yeah. me to no end and i really wish <laughs> i could get my hands on that raw footage Oh man, it would be pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but the goggles just just make everything worse. That happens then. It's like he goes into a full, a uh, presumably psychotic breakdown experience, um, where it's a lot of disturbing imagery um, of presumably what went on in this asylum to some degree, at least. Mm -hmm. um, again, sort of all kinds of all kinds of awful, terrible things happening that my brain does not want me to properly recall, apparently, apart from throw him into this vat of water and screw a lid on. Um, which, well, so, so let's, I mean, I do remember, because this is the sequence that mm. I, that I was talking about earlier that I love because it's just yeah. like, it's just, it just turns the movie turns into a, an empty, a bunch of music videos mm. of the mm. era at the time. So we got the, <laughs> uh, we got the, he strapped to a gurney, uh, and, uh, and he has, like, the head brace, and he's also got, like, a mouth cover that is a mm. big grin. <laughs> oh, man, I do love that mouth cover, though. <laughs> I kind of uh, want that for Halloween. <laughs> we've got, we've got the, the sallow, like, dramatic nurse with the smeared mascara and, mm. and lipstick, that's like you've suffered a ter you've suffered a psychotic break, Mister Price, and then uh, <laughs> uh, a a bizarre representation of Vandicott like walks up, mm. and he kind of looks like Butterball from Hellraiser. 
Uh, he yeah. gets the uh, he gets the Jacob's ladder jerk. There's um, a head in a a, a a glass container that does it. They um, it like it's so like Silent Hill. Like it becomes Silent Hill for like like mm. five minutes. Um, oh they, yeah. They wrap his head up in like this this plastic and then like tie wires around it, which really feels mm. like Hellraiser two, like the end of Hellraiser two, and they dunk him in the water. Um, and then there's uh he's swimming around, he sees a woman, uh, and he reaches out for her and she like streaks out of the darkness, and it's just like a face with a giant mouth. Um, mm. that screams at him. <laughs> um, so my favorite thing about that is that that was a prop that was originally supposed to be used in the 1981 film, uh, uh Ghost Story. Um, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and was ultimately cut. And the director was like, uh, uh, when he saw it in the uh, FX house, he was like, oh man, I really love that. Can I use that in my movie and figure <laughs> out, just figure out a scene to use it in? Um, yeah. But yeah, it ruins him. It's bad. Uh, but yeah. I, I do, I do really love this sequence. Like, I distinctly remember, <laughs> like, watching it on repeat the one time that I rented this from Blockbuster after it had uh, released i'm like oh man it's so interesting it's uh, it, like it's yeah. horrible it's horrible and disturbing uh, it, it, because i was also like this is also around the time of the cell uh, a movie that i still own <laughs> that uh mm. where i'm just like man the visuals of this movie are doing most of the work for it and are providing <laughs> most of my entertainment yeah that's fair um so yeah, uh, while while Price rapidly loses his mind, uh, Eddie and Jennifer, uh, or Jennifer, I should say Sarah, I guess she did reveal her name was, um, uh, looking around for more information, and they find uh, Vanicut's office, I believe, um, with like you know the standard office things of like here's a certificate of excellence and here's a staff photo, um, of the of nineteen thirty one, the year this place uh went went to the dogs as it were uh and they realize that uh everyone here is a descendant from someone on the staff who survived the fire yep everyone except blackburn um i guess they're just doing this solely off last names rather than uh anything yeah yep because <laughs> <laughs> those never change over the course of 60 years um uh yeah we we cut to blackburn being an extremely weird necrophiliac essentially no, with right. uh with evelyn's body yeah not not cool very creepy even with what follows where he um <laughs> prepares a prepares an injection gives her an injection and she immediately wakes up because <laughs> plot twist it was all a trick now that now that she's definitely dead she can, she can get everyone to kill, uh, to to kill um Stephen Price for her. Yep, she really was trying to kill him. Um, <laughs> yeah, he uh, gave, but, he, he yeah. gave her a sedative uh that protects mm. against shock. Um, yep, yeah, sure, hundred <laughs> percent. 
because once again, uh, the the only thing that we like based on what we are told in the scene that everything about that was fake, including the electricity coursing through her body. Uh, it better have been fake because otherwise, <laughs> I don't know how they did that. Um, <laughs> like, what did I mention? I think they mentioned atropine or something. Which I know, I know there are many drugs that can induce a state that at a casual glance yeah that person looks super dead hmm. um i yeah i don't know of any that make you lightning proof <laughs> so <laughs> there is that but hey Ooh, who knows stephen price got all kinds of nonsense technology for his horror theme parks i'm sure they could have borrowed some right um <laughs> um but yeah essentially um her goal is to end up getting everyone to suspect Price himself of having killed her and then have them shoot him for her with the guns that she made sure had real bullets instead of blanks. Yep. <laughs> uh, but there's one problem. They're not on edge enough. They need more evidence, another another body and Price having having literal bloody hands right next to it. Uh, and um, while, while Blackburn seems to think they have something special, she's clearly all in on the <laughs> on the let's kill my husband if i'm going to kill my husband why not kill more people um and stabs him to death with a scalpel yeah yeah man <laughs> i really wish that any aspect of this care of this turn would have been set up sooner than like five <laughs> minutes like even just to like like Oh man, mm. what if what if they had implied that Vendicott possessed her when he was, you know, Jacob's laddering yeah. around the house and that she's being influenced by the house and that's why she's totally down with this like super brutal murder. But no, yeah. it's just like I I got to <laughs> make them believe that my husband's a murderer so you got to die. die. <laughs> Yeah, that that part's yeah. weird. Uh, in the original, they're they're planning to kill her husband because they're both love or they're lovers, uh, mm. and they stand to gain the millions of dollars of the Lorenz fortune. Yeah. Uh, and the mm. the the faking of her death in the original is her just um, she's hung, but she's wearing like a hanging harness under her uh, clothes yeah. to, to prevent it from actually snapping her neck. Yeah, but then yeah. the sedative thing is still it's being not. administered to her, um, so she can feign death um, for longer. And there's some mm. there's some other shenanigans where her her corpse is like um, haunting uh, Nora, like the, the the main girl character. Mm. But they do a weird bit where uh, she's she's hanging outside Nora's bedroom window which has bars on it uh yeah and it's just her dangling there from the from her neck uh while there's like weird wind and lightning stuff kind of fluttering the curtains but then her noose the end of her noose rope comes in through the window and like stop motion wraps around Nora's legs <laughs> and unwinds and you're going like the, the the movie's ambiguous on whether there's any kind of haunting going on in the first place, but it's definitely telling you that yes, they're doing tricks to like make people think it's haunted so they can kill Lorenz. But how would they even ever, <laughs> ever have done the rope thing? Like it doesn't. 
it's real weird yeah. going like that's not a thing you can like fake like trick somebody right? mm. when they specifically call yeah. out that oh yeah she was real scared when i was hanging outside the window like i don't think that that was the full <laughs> scary bit i think it was the rope that like yeah did a you know a, a snake in a basket a flute snake and <laughs> yeah. wound around her legs just like uh how did you do that nope. whatever <laughs> okay <laughs> we'll, hand, we'll hand wave that a little bit that was strange yeah yeah well anyway uh here evelyn goes full full psycho and um th- uh, once again um sarah and eddie walking around trying to find more information come back to one of the rooms and find a giant pool of blood yep uh which they assume is blackburns uh and in- indeed it's covering the floor it's covering a table and a bone sore as well uh, and they rush back to the sat- the saturation chamber, and they can see that Blackburn is inside through that tiny little viewport. Uh, so they, of course, immediately open it up, and uh, his head has been severed and propped up against the viewport. Yep. And his body, just leaning against the door, falls falls out. Uh, utter terror, of course. It's a, and once good again, God. once again, a really good head and a really good mm. body. Fantastic like, head, like real, like legitimately, really fantastic props, like body mm. props in this in this film. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, they're they're rushing around looking for looking for Price because you know he's obviously somehow gotten out and murdered someone. From their point of view, and then staged um, it, dramatically then, staged it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, you know he's he's some kind of crazy psycho killer now. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's not just out to kill his wife; he's out to kill everyone who's a witness. Um, <laughs> uh, so they're all running around, uh, armed and jumpy, which is a great combination. When um, Sarah gets separated and runs into Price in the plasticized people room. Um, He's very confused and out of it because he went through a quite a quite literal from his point of view hell uh in the saturation chamber. Uh he's got blood all over him. He's mumbling about how he woke up and Blackburn was there and he doesn't know what's happened. He's just asking for help, but continually approaching and yeah. Um she freaks out and shoots him about seven times in the chest. Yep. Which yeah. Once again, center mass. making sure they fire those guns, center of mass, um, and he, you know, s- you know, l- knocked back, uh, sort of slumps down motionless uh, up against a banister, uh, and I believe at this point Pritchett is here as well, yeah, Pritchett and uh, Eddie both come along to <laughs> help her just move past this. They get They get themselves out of the basement, back upstairs. I, I um, like that once again mm. uh she has a completely appropriate reaction to the situation oh, yeah. that she just dealt with uh, because she is mm. bawling her eyes out and really upset uh once yeah. again I really like that and I really once uh, also have to state like Jeffrey Rush is once again putting in the uh, in the work for this performance cuz I do legitimately feel bad for Price during this oh, scene yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. Really selling the like, I don't know what's going on. This is really messed up. Please help me. Uh, so yes. it's actually really kind of tragic when she shoots mm. him. 
Like it's it's actually super dramatic and tragic when she <laughs> when she shoots him, and I'm like, man, between his performance and like the aftermath of I just killed a person, it's yeah, it's it's, it's good. It once again, it's a good scene. There's a lot of That's good, good stuff. stuff in this movie. <laughs> you just gotta find it. Yeah, <laughs> gotta wait. Oh, what. 75 minutes into a 90 minute movie <laughs> yeah basically yep sure do um but yeah uh completely victorious evelyn sweeps out of hiding to sort of gloat over steven's body uh and as she leans down to talk about how she only ever loved him for his money uh his hand shoots up and grabs her by the throat yep um because <laughs> he's surprised he's not dead um he's not dead because he's Stephen goddamn Price <laughs> and he knew what was going on um he's apparently an incredibly paranoid and manipulating partner who would have guessed uh and has just literally taped and recorded and observed every interaction she's ever had with I guess anyone yeah <laughs> uh but in this case in particular with Blackburn uh, to the point where he claims to have listened in on their conversations live at points, which is kind of crazy. Um, and in accordance with all this information he has, he wore a bulletproof vest. With squibs! <laughs> what if it with shot squibs, you in the head? Because it was a lot of blood. Yeah, what if it shot well, you in the head? Take uh, well, those risks. He 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 knew he he knew that she would empty she would be so freaked out that she would only empty the clip into his chest. <laughs> <laughs> not his arms, not his head, not his legs, just the nope. chest. Right, right where this very good bit of bit of bulletproof technology is. Yep, nowhere else. <laughs> um, yeah, this, you know, this is this is a bit of suspension of disbelief I'm willing to carry over because it rounds out a good scene with a with a dumb '90s horror twist yes. up on twist. I feel the movie without this twist would have still been, <clears throat> might have even been a little better, but it was, you know, would have had to rejig how certain things work. But I also like this, <laughs> once again, playing around with what's going on. Um, and he says, well, you know, uh, if you want it so bad, I'll give you what you want. I'll kill you. <laughs> and they, they have a, they have a distinct brawl uh, during which Evelyn is pushed through an old corroded door that was partially bricked away um, and unleashes the core of the evil in the house. Like we've had ghosts and a weird sentient malevolence to the building as a whole so far, but nothing super directly active. Yep. Um, the, the darkness but... that lives in the heart, that is the heart of the house. Mm. Yeah, there's this... Because, like, once again, a lot of this has been shot really nicely, incredibly good practical effects, really nice sets, and the, the final the final antagonistic force here is this weird... Like, it's, it's not bad for 1990s. It's not good. <laughs> it, um, well... Sort of unfolding kaleidoscopic spirit thing... <laughs> It, well, it's a it's a Rorschach test, and it's also True. comprised of like all of the souls of the people who have died in the house. Um, so mm. I was doing research on this because uh, I do I think there's like some interesting stuff in this effect. Um, it's actually 
mostly not CG. It's mostly oh, really yeah. It's actually mostly composited real footage. Wow. Of of like people that they shot mm. specifically for the effect, um, and just composited together to do this, uh, to create this effect. It's also mm. there. It's also hey, guess what? Because mm, uh, because because mm. I'm watching it and uh, and it, it it is inescapable when dealing with me. Surprise! It's a Lovecraft reference because it is <laughs> it is it is distinctly uh, uh, meant to be evocative of of Lovecraft and specifically. Okay. Um, of a an entity that was in a Lovecraft story called the Shunned House, which is a entity that is comprised of the souls of all the people that have died in the house as well. Um, mm. So, surprise, there's also a Lovecraft reference in this, because, <laughs> once again, everything must, all roads lead back to Lovecraft. With me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah well I, I like it a bit more with some context there but i still don't know that i enjoy the overall final appearance of, of it <laughs> yeah it's a it's it's rough it's interesting i'd like to see mm. this effect a re-attempted today with like yeah i would like to see them record a bunch of footage of people and then like cg composite it into something yeah. today um i that, think it would give be it a bit really more effective. volume um, but I did also want to, because you mentioned the practical effects, because there is also a really fantastic practical effect when uh, Stephen is trying to get Evelyn to get up, where it is yeah. the it's the darkness creeping towards her. Um, mm. It is uh, those are iron shavings with a magnet oh, under it, and that's, that's what smart. yeah, and that's why it yeah. has the really weird texture where it looks like it's just kind of like sharding up towards her mm. um uh so once again another really good practical effect that's really effective um yeah at least until the composite monster smoke the smoke <laughs> monster yes yes absolutely <laughs> uh and and uh uh dave uh as we've mentioned before um the the original had a big dumb uh pool of acid um and yes. this thing is this movie's big dumb pool of acid because uh pritchett literally says that the darkness in the house uh is is pure corrosion <laughs> so yes yes <laughs> uh, oh moments. and Except for the bones. And one final thing that I actually really like, and I really wish we got more of a sense of the room, uh, which is it looks like like it this is it's the this room has been sealed off. This is the lair of the darkness, but there's all of this uh material fused to the wall. Like, there are mm. wheelchairs and, like, gurneys and stuff, like, corroded and fused to the wall, like a little um, cave. It, it's also kind of very, it, it like, very reminiscent of it to me in that way, uh, where it's, yeah. it, like, it pulls all the junk. Like, this is where it, it lives, so it pulls all the junk from, like, the people that it takes into here. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm into the concept of it for sure. And this room <coughs> is very nice. <laughs> um yeah, uh Price uh while urging Evelyn to get up himself doesn't get any closer, which is probably a wise move, and uh it devours her, sort of adding her to its spiritual mass while immediately corroding and decaying her body away. Mm-hmm. Um which again, fun effects there. Um <laughs> in his in his desperate flight, uh as I mean, I guess this is a Lovecraftian reference. There has to be a desperate flight somewhere, uh, if we're referencing Lovecraft. Uh, <laughs> Price uh, bumps into a very dusty cabinet, which swings open to reveal what actually happened to Melissa, which is she has been sort of parted out by the house and formed into one of these not well, a non-plasticized version of the human remains displays yeah. in the basement. And, and then we get a real goofy shot of of Bridget Wilson where she shoved her head through a thing in the wall. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm just like, ah oh man, I kind of would have preferred like a bat like a dummy head instead of, of, of this <laughs> this shot. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, they they've proven they can do really good with dummy heads. So. Yeah. yeah. I guess they are expensive though. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> a lot of money to make a fake head. Um, yeah, uh, so meanwhile upstairs, Pritchett, Eddie, and Sarah are all just, like, trying to lever open a window shutter when they just hear Price banging like hell on a door. Um, Pritchett goes over to, like, see what's up. Uh, the door is blown open by the darkness as Price is sort of dodges to one side, uh, and it just grabs Pritchett and dusts that man. And 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 Leonard cheered. <laughs> Goodbye, Pritchett. Goodbye, Pritchett. You were there. You yeah. You <laughs> you existed. I also kinda like the idea that it like because it retreats and I'm like, did it need to take mm. him back to the room to eat him? <laughs> Maybe. You never know. <laughs> uh um yeah meanwhile uh price sarah and eddie now the only three survivors um all start running through the upper area of the house because the only way out is through the attic clearly um so while sarah and eddie are getting chased down an adjacent corridor by the darkness uh price has already managed to make his way upstairs and is desperately searching for a way to potentially open up one of the shutters up here and uh in what i personally find to be a nice moment of horror comedy tries all these different levers tries all these different cranks and wheels and just in desperation tosses something and it hits another lever off in the background yep which sets off the mechanism to begin opening the doors <laughs> hey you know what it would have been great if pritchard had said oh yeah there's also a bunch of gear works in the attic that could probably yeah. open up the shutters you know, because Man, I know about this, I know about this house and know everything about it. Um, <laughs> all right, so sure. so this is where we get to the continuity error and the cut sequence, mm. which is uh, when the uh, oh, I do have to say I love the scene where they look down a hallway and it just turns into a gaping maw with oh, like teeth. Yeah, and I'm like, please, there should have so there, there should have been more of this, please. Anyway, yes. while they're being chased <laughs> by the darkness where the floor is exploding, 
the sequence is that Sarah actually falls through the floor, falls oh. down two stories into the uh, house's crematorium that is full of ashes wow. and body bodies, and are atta- and is attacked by the ghosts now re-inhabiting their ashen bodies uh, of the patients, and they rip off her uh, her jacket. Which is why when they make it into the main hallway, she doesn't have uh, her jacket on, even though she literally was wearing it as they were running from the exploding floor. Well, there you go. <laughs> ah, come right. on, movie. Yeah, there's always something. It's always a costume thing that can get caught out super easily, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, you cut you cut a scene and you'd like, does the dialogue match? Is the story still intelligible? And you never ask, are the actors' shoes the same? Yeah, exactly. Or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fun. Um, yeah, uh, so yeah, they run away from an exploding floor, as you said, and run themselves also up to the attic, um, at which point, uh, while, they're, while one of the shutters is opening, Price heroically, for some reason... <laughs> shoves Sarah out of the way and is immediately consumed by the darkness instead of her. Um, she manages to get out uh, onto like this little platform on the outside edge, uh, but the uh, the darkness has sort of put its corroding grasp on the, the final rope uh, and started to burn away at it and started to sort of pull the, pull the shutter back into place to at the very least trap Eddie and have one more victim. Um... <laughs> get the greatest weird hidden hidden throughout the entire film until it was actually important detail of eddie just going i don't have anything to do with this i'm adopted yep (laughs) um so between him and sarah neither of them are actually related to any of the staff who worked at the hospital so you know so they they they, they clearly don't deserve to die right they get to (laughs) right exactly i'm like man this is a real weird original sin message this movie's got Mm. oh yeah the the sins of the grandfather (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) uh and then and then surprise surprise the ghost of pritchett grabs the rope and raises the shutter and i and i vomit every time uh, because he, <laughs> this guy is the big hero and big damn hero, Pritchett. Yep. Uh, and um, surprisingly, not incorporated into the spiritual mass of the darkness. Nope, not even the darkness wanted him. That's how uh, I un- mean, uh, uh, un- unsavory he is. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess to be fair, I don't know if he was directly related to anyone who ran the hospital no just the guy that built it that's that's yeah, his relation true it was his grandfather that's enough of a sin i guess right you his <laughs> grandfather should have known that this horrible doctor would have done all of these unethical experiments before he built yeah. this place Oh, listen, if you're commissioned to build a giant house for a doctor, you should ask why they have 15 square miles of basement space planned. I mean, I mean, <laughs> once again, that, that, hey, guess what? That's like a big part of the Resident Evil 1 remake is, man, I shouldn't have bought and built this house for this crazy doctor that has 15 miles of underground laboratory oh, man. space. It's always always the dumbest and most fun bit of this kind of thing. It's like, who built this? 
How much oh. did they get paid to build this? Because they deserve more. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, how much did he get paid? He got paid in surprise. I'm not paying you, and also your test subjects now. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they are. Uh, we we end essentially with um Eddie and Sarah sitting on this ledge, on the top of the building. Yep. Incidentally. How are they getting down? There are no fire escapes on this brutalist nightmare. Um, and they notice something sticking out from under the shutter. It's the envelope with the several checks, each for a million dollars in cash. Yep. Um, so made I guess made they out to different people other than them. So <laughs> I don't know if there's any names on them, but maybe. Well, I they rem- might just be blank at the moment. Well, pr- so when when Pritchett was uh, was demanding his money, Price asked uh, uh, for everyone's names and looked oh, like he yeah. was signing the checks. So, but <laughs> but there was also the stipulation of you get the the money that uh, from other people gets divvied up, and I'm just like, uh, all right, I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna. I'm at the end no, of the movie. I'm not even gonna think about it, other than to say. And then they <laughs> died from exposure out on the side of the building, so <laughs> it didn't really matter anyway. Yeah. Well, that's okay because they, yeah. they died somehow before the sequel came out. Uh, well, one oh, of them absolutely. did. Yes. <laughs> one of them did. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and we fade out with a post-credit scene. Oh, of yeah. Black and white film depicting the spirits of the 1931 patients torturing uh, Stephen and um Evelyn Price for yep. eternity. Yep. That's what Stephen deserved, right? That's I mean, what any of these absolutely I mean, a terrible ab- person, but I don't know he deserves that exactly. Yeah, like compared <laughs> to Evelyn, like even compared to Evelyn, I'm like, mm, mm. that doesn't. Mm, that doesn't track. The morality of this movie's weird. <laughs> it is a little. <laughs> He's pretty much just That's fake scaring people, game. so Yeah. Like his his, <laughs> so his he deserves to weren't die. Yeah, his his stuff he did wasn't like lethal. It's just no. made him rich. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, nowadays that's enough. That now, now, oh, yeah. now in the twenty first century, he gets what he yeah. deserves. I guess in nineteen ninety nine, he should have been the hero. Clearly, <laughs> I don't know. It's a bit weird. Um, but like, like we said throughout this, I feel like there is the seed of a really, really good movie buried under a few layers of script in here. Yeah, because again, like nice sets, great effects pretty competently shot and occasionally has some fun writing it's just kind of bogged down with a with a few pieces of acting and a bit of a heavy script well and once again the characters aren't characters we don't get to know anything about Mm. like i would have so i would have preferred to excise that entire amusement park sequence and just had it been like an interview with price where he explains that he's made millions of dollars, like scaring people with 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 his parks and attractions, and mm. and like just like have him present his like a worldview of like yeah being super cynical and like people do anything for money, like people are adrenaline junkies and they'll also do anything for money and blah 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 blah, <laughs> and just like and and then like 
actually set up these characters because like they arrive at the house and then they're just nothing except for like bodies to do things once again most of the time um tay diggs and and sarah uh most of their time in the movie when they're not in the basement is spent like trying to pry open a shutter (laughs) yeah yeah they they work real hard on that and it doesn't go anywhere Blackburn doesn't do anything until surprise I, I I'm secretly working with the villain like there's just <laughs> not a lot going on and I'm just like if you're not gonna have it be constantly terrifying then you need to give these characters some character mm. yeah you get a little bit of that in the original um, but again it's a lot of standing around talking uh, Nora the main girl just keeps fainting or screaming it it gets like it's a little on the nose because the doctor in that one is a um, his profession is like hysteria so he keeps going right she's she's going into hysterics and it's like okay this is getting really it's really ridiculous Mm. uh the the bits that are you think are the ghosts are just the super elderly semi-blind caretakers of the house (laughs) and they keep like they float around so it's like yes what (laughs) but then they also tell nora that she needs to leave before midnight before the house is locked up um because they have the keys and they just but they they leave early (coughs) and lock everyone in and like secretly almost throttle nora when they're before they leave, like, you need to leave, but I will kind of choke you from behind. It's real. It's like what? What is going yeah. on? <laughs> um, and we do get the fun bit of we can't show the acid thing without using it. So uh, the doctor um, gets he he thinks he's dragging um, Lauren's body to get just dissolved in the acid, but he the lights go out and he gets tripped into it. <laughs> and it turns out, yes, the instead of a bulletproof vest, he um, Lawrence had put, understandably, blanks in like everybody's guns except for his own. Mm. And uh, he he has the time to, I guess, fish out the doctor's skeleton and put a puppet rig it up to a puppet rig. So oh when when his when his wife comes down to check on um to see if the doctor who said he was going to you know dispose of her husband's body and they could make off with the fortune she comes down and the basement's empty but the vat is open and she sees like pools of acid like splattered uh and then the skeleton rises from the uh the pool and I I I think Lawrence is like narrating, like from the from yeah. the shadows. Mm. He's like, yeah, <laughs> t- t- mocking her, but he's using the doctor's skeleton. <laughs> yep, um, which actually also happened to be an, uh, a real people skeleton that they had borrowed from a university or something for the shoot. So one another haunted movie, Great. another haunted movie. Yeah, um, but the skeleton like pushes her into the acid. And then we we get this great mm. reveal that goes on slightly too long of uh, Lawrence like stepping out from the shadows, giving his monologue as she's being dissolved, and he's like using the big puppet rig to 
to dance the skeleton uh which yeah it goes on that long because in the theaters the director had it where specific theaters were equipped with um a skeleton near the top of the the, the screen that would like pop out and dangle over the audience um, at the same time as the skeletons on the, the screen oh um, william castle yeah but they had to get rid of that because people kept started when the skeleton popped out kids would throw stuff at it because that's <laughs> as kids. as kids do as kids do yeah um, yeah <laughs> but yeah that was the whole thing it's like well he's using a the skeleton of her dead lover to murder her and then he's like we were both playing the death game or, or you were playing the death <laughs> game the whole time uh, but i was playing too uh, and then everyone that's left in the party he comes up and he's like yeah um this is what went down we thought she was killed but i ended up killing her and the you know he owns up to it and he's like i'll just let the courts decide my fate yep um but i'm giving you guys <laughs> this money so you know maybe you don't tell anybody you should you, you should let the courts decide in my yes. favor with your testimony yes but by the way here's these thousands of dollars <laughs> and there's more to go around because two of us aren't here to claim extra money yeah exactly yeah <laughs> oh man well yeah that was um that was the house on haunted hill the house was definitely haunted i can i can tell you that much not a deceptive title yeah no not at all not, yeah you know exactly what you're getting yeah. there's a house it's on a hill it's haunted <laughs> yeah except oh, for man, the weird equal... rope trick we don't get actual ghosts <laughs> in the original just a skeleton yeah yeah, just oh man, I just remember you talking about the care the the caretakers in the original, how they float. Like I love I've seen it so many times. It's when I'm assuming it's Nora. I it's been so long since I've seen it. But she sees the old woman who's just like ah menacing and then she just slides out of the like out out. Of it's, it's really good <laughs> it's 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 amazing it's one of the funniest things that i have ever seen like it is so funny that like one of my life goals is to is to recreate that sequence of like being menacing and then just sliding out like maybe i'll even put mm. a slide whistle effect over it too <laughs> uh, yeah that's house on haunted hill it is a movie <laughs> with some good ideas and some good stuff that is not good um i really i do think i do think that uh 13 ghosts is is uh is is a better remake um Although so, I will say um, one of the big disappointments of 13 Ghosts is because it's, you know, it was the fledgling, oh, everything's going to be online. Like, we don't need mm. to put, um, we don't need to put the lore of the of the ghosts in the movie. <laughs> no, we'll just slap yeah. it onto a website and then people will figure it out that way because we're using, like, cross-media promotion and... Um, yeah, so I mean that was like kicked, the... kicked off by Blair Witch, which did a really good job of it. And then right. everyone else, I mean, because they were using that to like build up the legend 
prior to release. Yeah. Uh, everything else did it supplementarily. And yeah, I, I want to say Lost. There's just some TV shows that had like a lot of really fun lore, but it's not in the show or not in the movie. You're like, oh, okay. But now it right. just, you're like, people didn't archive it. So you have to hope that someone caught something on a weird wiki somewhere now. <laughs> Mm. Mm. I think like on the I think like on one of the uh, DVD releases for 13 Ghosts like all that lore stuff is like slammed into the special features yeah it's it's um, bonus features in the director's commentary for that that incidents in particular but like other stuff right. didn't it's like, just missed like the webs the websites forever. are gone like because they put it on dedicated whatever movietitle.com and then you're like well if you didn't check it out um the the one with Jet Li did that. Oh yeah, put put tons of extra lore and a lot of fun stuff, and then it's like only put it on the website, and then now I don't think it exists anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's the digital era for you. Yep. Mm, so so Cameron, how was <laughs> how was your overall experience with this mostly mediocre film? seeing as this is the the first time you've ever watched it um yeah i think i think mostly mediocre is a good way to put it there was a there was a decent bit of stuff that i really liked that we've discussed throughout this episode um and there was also plenty of stuff that just kind of fell a little flat and dragged a little but fortunately it's an hour and a half with the credit <laughs> that's true so <laughs> it's it's not a massive time investment and I think the good stuff in it is really good and it's just the fact that it doesn't stick to that level of quality is a real shame. Like I've seen much worse movies, not only just for this show, but just in general (laughs) from the same era (laughs) in the same genre. Like it it could have done a whole lot worse. I'm just sad. It didn't do much better. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've made my feelings about this movie oh, clear. Yes. Uh, abundantly. So. Um, <laughs> I, although I will say, oh, go on, Dave. I'm just saying it, it never really hit even like cult classic status. It's just kind of sits mm. there and then everyone just pretends to never have seen the second one. Okay. I so I, I really never I didn't even know there was a second one until I was looking on the Wikipedia and man I, I refuse. I refuse. I'll I'll do research on it, but I refuse <laughs> to watch that. Well, the only thing it has going for it, which is also like annoying, is that it's a you know it's a DVD only release because it's also a choose your own adventure. Like you're making choices mm, as a yeah. as a viewer and clicking you know the what you want to happen next. And that, yeah, it gives a bunch of different endings and a bunch of things, but that ends up kind of making it a chore because it's not a book. Right. Uh, so suck at Bandersnatch. You were not that innovative or interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, I, I think that, uh, that about sums up the house on Haunted Hill. Um, so we'll move into some admin and uh, be on our merry way. You can find our show on Twitter at mon underscore demonster or online at monsterdeer.monster. Yes. Yes, good, excellent. Um, 
<laughs> Leonard, where can we find you online? Yes, you can find me mostly on Twitter at uh, Dr. Faust is Dead. You can find my uh, video work on YouTube by also searching Dr. Faust is Dead. Uh, and Dave, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at sentinut underscore plus. And as always, that will be in the show notes. Yeah. And uh, you can find me on Twitter as well at night underscore twitten. That's night without a K. Uh, come come have a look if you want to see a bunch of yelling about Elden Ring, because that's been my week. Uh, <laughs> it had to happen eventually, I guess. Um, and with that, uh, we bid you a good night, or good day, I suppose, for a decent whack of you. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. We hope you come join us for our next episode, and thank you very much for listening. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Goodbye.